Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Wednesday, 24th of November, and if you're just taking your Thanksgiving turkey out of the freezer, well done, you've ruined Thanksgiving too late. I'm Pete Donaldson, Andy Brattles here, and... It's Ushan Antaracha. <laughs> Andy, we're all very tired, all right? You have just flown in... <laughs> To Luton, lovely Luton. Sometimes lovely I think you're Luton. a dream. Sorry, London Luton. London Luton, sorry. Uh, me and Vish were up very, very late uh, listening to that silly karaoke competition on Twitter. <laughs> Listen to Rice Rice Baby. Yeah. Very aggressive singing, wasn't it, Vish? Yeah, you know, someone came on and just sang Fuck Birmingham City. That was novel. <laughs> um, yeah. So he didn't, he didn't like strip to the waist, paint himself red like Henry Rollins in the Liar video and <laughs> get involved like that. That would have been good. That would have been good. That would have been good. That's um, more a Manchester United thing, though, surely. Yeah, I mean, that would be like Paul Ince thing all over again if you played the West Ham, wouldn't it? Yes. What was a Paul Ince thing? Well, Paul Ince famously, well, famously if you're my age, mm. uh, <laughs> wore... Um, a Manchester United shirt about two weeks before he signed for Manchester United. Right. And that was, uh, yeah, not well received. No. I mean, understandably so, yeah. yeah, yeah wow, yeah, yeah. That, is, uh, that is bold. Yeah. But, you, but you are fresh from duty-free, or Marcus Speller's Wonderland, as I like to call it. <laughs> he, he ne- whenever he goes on a trip, uh, on a flight, he never um, puts any aftershave on in the morning so he can go and fill his boots. <laughs> Honestly, it's hilarious. Absolutely oh hilarious my to see. God, fill his boots. <laughs> Blue Stratos. Did you bring yeah. in that boot full of, full of cologne? <laughs> but Barca Benfica, good match. Uh, yeah. Popped wide late on, didn't they? They could have won it. It was the most exciting 0-0 draw of recent 
recent memory. Right. Cer- certainly that I've been to. Worth well, looking yeah. airport two hours in the queue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Harris Seferovic miss, though, was quite fantastic, as, mm. as well as seeing Jorge Jesus like, sink to his knees on yeah. the touchline afterwards. But he asked about it and said, uh, he said, what did you say to him? One of the journalists said, and he said, you're giving me a heart attack, is what he said to him. <laughs> uh, Harris, uh, you're a Harris Seferovic apologist, aren't you? Um, no, I, I'm, I, I guess I'm a perspectivizer of oh, uh, Harris Seferovic. So you're apologising for being a Harris Seferovic apologist <laughs> right now. Because he, he's, he's a player who, um, who does uh, you know, split people down the middle, doesn't he? He, he? he does, from those who admit that he's not that good and from those who are open about uh, right. uh, not so open about the fact that he's not that good I have to say though it was his career in a, a nutshell that the way he bobbed it over to Stegen once do you he think he meant pass, that yes I do mm. the thing was the finish was just as nonchalant that was what the problem was if right. he had just side footed it like any of us would have when faced with the opportunity to not, not that I'm saying George Jesus isn't over it and he said well winning at Barcelona is not for everyone and um, you know we could have become the first Portuguese team in history to win at Barcelona but these things happen and that's just the nugget he plucked from the top of his head yeah, <laughs> he didn't have that plan yeah. uh, well elsewhere in the Champions League Manchester United the word champion in there very much being used in the, in the sense of supporting a league <laughs> rather than actually being good at it uh, Villarreal at nil Manchester United 2 at the Ceramic Stadium, Virial's defence needing firing because they were rather porous. The media reaction, very different, I think, Andy, to, to what I watched. Everybody getting excited that they managed to get some kind of tune out. Fred, Sancho, Fernandes in the same game. But they were, they looked massively, I thought, as well. It's funny. I read people's reactions to the game mm. and then I watched the potted version of it, having yes. been at Barcelona later. And it was as if people were talking about a completely different game. It was odd. It was It was. <laughs> Very much a tribute to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Yeah, no, that, that, yeah. That, that was very much Manchester United when it was going well under him. Mm. Uh, ride your luck massively, and then the individual quality of a couple of your stars, hey presto, bails you out. That's yeah. all you need, Vish. Yeah, yeah, that's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> you know. But the, just, but but was it was nice to see Sancho actually finishing. I I think it was just the third time he's played ninety minutes uh, since the start of the season. Yeah, yeah, it was that was the biggest thing to take out of it. Obviously, you know, qualifying for the next for the knockout stages of of, of the Glazers' ambivalence to Manchester United as a football club. Mm. They do understand that Champions League football is very important in terms of making their money because otherwise there's no money to take out of the club, isn't yes. there? You know, it's like <laughs> so well done them. Uh, well done to everyone involved. Um, yeah, on Sancho, yeah, a huge, huge deal. It was really interesting listening to Michael Carrick's comments at the end of the game because it's clear that. Everyone, everyone rated him. If you go back to when Sancho was first linked to Manchester United, that was very much Ole Gunnar Solskjaer being a massive fan of his and mm. that happening to tally with the ambition above him as well. And it just so happened that when he got him, he didn't really know what to do with him. Which is fine. We know about Solskjaer's limitations. We don't really need to go over them again. But Carrick was quite interesting in that he talked about how he... They all understand that Sancho needs the ball to feet. You mm. know, just because he's quick doesn't mean he... Skip the, the ball top. ahead of him and, yeah. and get him on it. You needed to feed, you need him to start moves and be as involved as he was yesterday. That was the best performance he's played so far. I think he's, what, 15 appearances now. And the 90 minutes was important because I think they, they would get to a stage where you'd see someone warming up at 65 minutes and you think, and if Sancho had started, you're like, right, he's, he's, he's going to be the one to come off. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, he looked really good. He looked really into it. I think there was a, 
an understanding between him and Cristiano Ronaldo that hasn't always been evident and perhaps people think wouldn't exist because of the nature of Ronaldo signing and how that, you know, would how that has eaten into Sancho's minutes. There's also this thing he has with Aaron Wan-Bissaka who has never played with a Sancho before. And there were a few times yesterday where they were getting in each other's way, which was, <laughs> I found quite funny after United won the game, but in the game, I was a bit like, what are you it's doing? It's rather frustrating. <laughs> yeah. You realise you can't inhabit the same space and time. Yeah, but, but it was, it's just, yeah. I mean, they, they, that's an understanding that they've got they've got to sort out together. But yeah, yeah. like the, the, the way... It's, celebrate... great, it's great to see that they're working that out on the Champions League. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Learn by doing. <laughs> you know, problem-based learning. Let's call it that. Yeah. What a place to workshop it, eh? Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I, I, I did, think um that for on the positive side michael carrick's changes really worked mm. and um you know I've, I've seen uh i think it was in the athletic today someone wrote that his plan was to keep it tight and then go after them in the last 20 minutes but they didn't keep it tight no that's very true as and well. you've also got to remember <laughs> like i mean you'll know better than i will but this is a Villarreal team that aren't doing particularly well in la liga mm. also without jared moreno and alcacer and then you know, Dan Juma started, but he wasn't. He was nowhere near as as good as he was at Old Trafford when I think he was man of the match. And when you no, know, no, he, he, he didn't look in Nick, did he? No. At, at all. They're still getting Samuel Chukwueze back. They're blooding him back very gradually. And for a club like Villarreal to lose those players, it would be hard enough if, say, Manchester United lost players who were that important yeah. to them. But Villarreal, that they simply can't deal with that. You mm. know, they're not, they're not they're not big enough. They are a a small club on mm. on this sort of stage. But um, I was quite pleased for David de Gea who... Clean sheets, only second this season, something like that, I think. Yeah, and he's never been... We've talked about this before, I'm sure. He's never been particularly rated in Spain. Right. So for him to, right. to to go back, I felt like he was muttering under his breath, not at his defenders, but actually at like his countrymen going, ah, fuck you, haters, <laughs> after he made the saves. Again, you know? it's nice to see it on the highest <laughs> Score settling and workshopping. That's yeah. what the Champions League is about. It's, it's just, yeah? they're just watching two lumps of plasticine just mash into each other. That's what the Champions League is all about. Uh, van, Donian van der Beek uh, and Sancho seen in a, a tender embrace uh, at the final whistle. Is this their time, Fish? Is that like at the end of Shawshank Redemption when he's cleaning the boat and then he walks up? <laughs> <laughs> we finally, we made it. Yeah. We made it out to the pitch. Wow. Yeah, that, that's, that was quite nice to see. I, I think a lot, I think too much actually was made about the fact that Bruno Fernandes was quote-unquote dropped yeah. from that. Because really when Donny was signed, the idea was that he was going to basically allow Fernandez to... Not get ground into the ground? Exactly, mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. To, to basically come in and, and take some of his minutes off him, play with him, obviously, occasionally, but, mm. you know, to make sure he wasn't doing all the load-sharing, basically, all load-bearing. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Manchester United of Chelsea on the weekend, which is a big game, and, and presumably Fernandez will be back for that. But, yeah, it was quite good to see van der Beek not just start, but take a bit of responsibility and, you know, want the ball and want to be weaving different sides of... Um, you know, the United team together. Um, mostly I was like, I wouldn't say I was impressed by Fred because I think we've seen that from Fred before. But I think it was, I felt quite happy for him mm. that two things he did resulted in goals yeah. and, and well, basically what he it. was about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Robbie Savage quite liked it. Um, uh, we spoke about this at length yesterday on the Football Ramble. Uh, but Valverde in the wings... You give him the end of the season. I I I couldn't know less about him, <laughs> but but I I just I, I'm no thanks. I, I I'm think... making shitloads out of photos. Yeah, 
<laughs> don't need it. But but I think he's um is he probably into NFTs? That might be it. Oh yeah, he might be yeah, he might be absolutely <laughs> lauded. He seems to me though, Andy, slightly too high profile to be an interim in that like surely the point of an interim is he's a bit like Matt Damon's character in um in Ocean's Eleven. Mm. You know what they say to him is like, you need to be funny, but don't make him laugh. He needs to mm. uh, like you and forget you as soon as you leave. Surely yeah. that would be the job of an interim <laughs> at a club like Manchester United, where you don't want too much influence. But United's United, I think he's in the right spot because if if we were talking about permanent, permanent manager rather than interim, interim, because character interim, interim at the moment, yeah. right? Mm. I, he wouldn't be high profile enough to save people, even though he did okay for Barcelona. I mean, we'll overlook some of the bad stuff that happened in Europe because maybe that's not United's premier concern at the moment as they try to come up the Premier League a, a little bit. And his relationship with Messi was complicated. I think most coaches... So him and Ronaldo will get on well then. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that as something to sell Valverde. Well, really? he coached Messi. It's like, well, yeah, he did coach Messi. So, so it'll work with Ronaldo. Yeah, maybe. But I think the, the point Vish is trying to make is that he's not friends with Messi. So obviously Ronaldo yeah. best friends with him, surely. <laughs> oh, he's rubbish. Yeah, yeah, never liked it. Yeah, never were liked you responsible him. for all uh, Barcelona's horrendous Champions League away failures? You're my <laughs> yes, friend. Come around yes, for a barbecue on Sunday. <laughs> oh, get into him, fuck them up. In Group H, Chelsea mauled Juve 4-0. Uh, 4-0, even Werner scored right at the death. <laughs> the heaviest Champions League defeat they've had. Bit, a bit overblown, if I say, because, you know, there's kind of a dead rubber. Is that, is that fair to say, with how the league standings... Uh, well, Juventus have qualified. Yeah. Juventus had already qualified. So, but, you, but you don't want to... But it's the kind of game that happens in the Champions League where... If if they were playing a, a lower team, they would have thought, ah, you know, fuck it, we'll, we'll take the foot off the gas. But when mm. you're playing a team that are not just your rivals in the group, but you'd ideally want to set a marker in case you meet them further down the line in the Champions League. Lull them into a false sense of security, Vish. <laughs> yes, yeah, true. I've always yeah. been a underperform, then overperform. Yes. People won't expect it. Wasn't Pete good on the raffle today? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Pete get a show under 30 minutes? Wow. <laughs> But uh, Thiago Silva at 1-0 rolling back the years with that goal line clearance. I felt sorry for Morata right through that match to be quite frank because he's, he's he's quite poor at times. <laughs> there, there, there was a little bit of oh my hip my hip's gone <laughs> yeah. after, after he sort of uh, landed <laughs> we, wasn't there. We say rolling back the years though He's been immense. Yeah, he has. And, you know, we talk about the longevity of older players in all across all sports. Obviously, like LeBron in the NBA, Cristiano Ronaldo here, and they're obviously physical specimens. Mm. But you see, like, you see it like, you see it further down. I suppose those two particular are, like, attacking athletic players. But, yeah, like, someone like Thiago Silva, even Rudiger, to mm. be fair. I know there's a lot of talk about where he might go and his age and stuff like that, but I don't know. Thiago Silva's been... So good. I mean, his touch is incredible. The remarkable thing about Thiago Silva is people will talk about his muscle injuries, and I, I think that's that's fair enough, not just since he's been at Chelsea, but in recent years, period. But the thing is, he can play off memory to such an incredible extent. He doesn't really have to play or train. You can, you can drop him right, straight yeah. into a game having not played or trained for six weeks, and it's like, it's fine. It's mm. fine. I know what I'm doing. Get me my slippers and my dressing gown. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm on this. You know? yeah, in the Champions yeah. League as well. 
against Juve. I mean, come on. Because I mean, he keeps himself in in shape as well. I know he, there are reports that he doesn't train quite as hard and quite as much as everyone else because he's 37 for crying out loud. And, and there was the, against Atletico last season, there were those runs up and down the very, very steep West Stand, weren't there? Yeah. Which were, which were very, <laughs> yes. very impressive. As George Jesus would say, not for everyone. But, uh, he, but I, I think the, the interesting thing about Chelsea here, I, I do think this matters actually because I think top of the group is going to be important this year. I, I think if you look at the way it's shaking out, and yeah, we're only on match day four and we're not, uh, five, and we're not even at the end of it. But I think there's going to be it's going to be one of those years, and you can never tell until the end. It's going to be one of those years where it, it matters to be in first place because mm. there are, there are some good second place teams, but I think there's a big enough gap. And I think when you look at the four teams that are at the top, so what Chelsea. Manchester City, of course, they've st- still got to win their Champions League group. Um, Liver- Liverpool and Bayern, yeah. those two, you just want to, st- those four, you just want to stay away from them. Mm. But as as well, this reminded me a little bit of the Atletico game. I was talking to someone about this last night, actually, like the fact that when Chelsea played Atletico in the second leg of the last 16 at the bridge last season, it was one of those, you know, ghost games where it's empty and you know, obviously it's not a particularly edifying watch in many ways. But having said that, I was a couple of rows from the front and um, like you got a full sense of how much better than Atletico Chelsea were. Like tactically, um, technically, mm. athletically, you could almost hear the Atletico players panting. And I got that <laughs> feeling from Juventus. And you look at teams like that, like Atletico, Juventus, who've done big things in the Champions League in the last like sort of six to eight years. And now, because of Chelsea, they're nothing. Yeah. Yes, yeah. You know? Well, I mean, you know, second the first half was was good from Chelsea, but second half they really upped the intensity, and Juve just just visibly mm. couldn't handle it. Chesney probably could have done better for for the second, and Juve were just ball watching for the third. But it, it, they just could not keep keep up with the the press and the intensity and the, and the speed of everything. Really, yeah. One of the things that really impressed me about Chelsea is that it's it's really. I, I think if you took someone to a Chelsea game and they had no you know, no idea of football. And if you dropped them in cold, they'd be able to tell you that that's a well-drilled, well-organized side. Mm. Because one of, one of the things you, you take from watching them is that the player on the ball always knows where everyone else is. And everyone else always knows what to do with, you know, depending on the player with the ball. So there was a great example yesterday in the second half, I thought, when Ruben Loftus-Cheek, who had a brilliant game when he came on, by the way. Yeah. Remarkable. Like his his um, rejuvenation has been really a joy to watch. The, but... the setup for the Hudson-Odoi goal was amazing. Yeah. No one's that calm in the penalty box. No, exactly. Ever. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But he was um, quite five sidey, wasn't it? Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, very five sidey. But he there's a moment where he gets the ball in front of his own box. Uh, you know, Thiago Silva and Rudy were in the um, the two defenders are in there in the penalty box, basically on the six yard box mm. from a goal kick. Loftus Cheek gets gets the ball with his you know facing his own goal, turns the defender. And he's basically given an ocean to run through because the people around him, the, you know, his teammates around him, have created that space by positioning themselves elsewhere, knowing that he was going to turn and get the ball. Mm. And by the time he gets stopped because he has two people around him at the halfway line, he's those those players are suddenly a lot closer, and he just offloads it as if he's like a, like a rugby pop pass. And it was just so like so indicative of, of how well Chelsea. Are. I know there was a fear at the start of the season, near the start of the season when they were doing well, they weren't conceding, but they ne- weren't necessarily creating stuff. And now they've just like ticked that box as well. And they're yeah. just 
scoring goals for fun and they're a remarkable team to watch. Can, yeah. we, can we see say bringing in Loftus-Cheek and having that little bit of Werner at the end? It's just a really vindictive flex from, <laughs> from Thomas Tuchel. Maybe the whole night was a really vindictive flex because I just think when they bring in Loftus-Cheek, it's like, well, here's this guy who you would give your eye teeth to have in your very monolithic midfield. Um, yeah, we don't actually need him. You can't have him. Yeah, mm. let's let's give him a little bit of time just to uh, show that how much better he is than uh, you. What do you reckon? And they uh, they they did another flex when they brought on Sol Niguez as well, like with like <laughs> ten minutes to go or something. Yeah, whose sole contribution to Chelsea so far seems to have been posing for some very. I'm enjoying a long weekend in London kind of photos. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like he's on, he's, maybe he's just an exchange student. Maybe he's not actually there alone. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's that vibe, isn't it? The way that uh, Werner hit the ball into the ground and into the roof of the net made me think that he was conspiring to miss that because that's kind of what he does. I Is thought that the same. I, <laughs> I thought was like, exactly oh, the same. that could have... I, like to, I used to call it the Paul Kitson and he used to do that <laughs> quite a lot. He's the expert at putting it into the ground and then over the bar. Do you remember um, Meza Urza used to have, basically used to do that deliberately. He had a way of hitting the ball right. into the ground so it'd bounce up. Yeah. But basically just like when the ball was on the ground, on the floor, um, Arsenal fans will know exactly what I'm talking about because he scored a couple of goals like that as well. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't think Werner was, was doing <laughs> it like that. Are, are, yeah. are we talking about Meza Ozil, scorer of a cracker in last weekend's Istanbul derby? Go on. I mean, seeing him... No, we're not, man. No, we're not. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah, I know. It doesn't really fit the uh, current Ozil profile, does it? <laughs> he ran, sprinted from the halfway line and smashed in an equaliser. There you Beautiful. Go. That's what you're paying your patron for, isn't it? <laughs> I could just, just see the, the, the look on Vish's face at the moment. I didn't see it. It didn't happen. No, I've got to keep across this. We also, you'd also say that, um, you know, losing Chilwell and Kante to injury. Mm. I, I don't think we know yet. Especially how Kante played at the, at the weekend as well. I mean, and, yeah. and obviously the talk is all about the, th- the three goals from academy graduates. I mean, should people really be surprised with a team that has been that minted for that long, like we're talking like nearly two decades now, that they've got a decent academy set up. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, and um, am I being fair, Andy? It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been there for a for a while, but those players have just been unable to get into the team. Mm. It just goes to show it's Frank what won it. <laughs> I, I, th- I think it's also the um, the fact that because they've the reason I suppose it's getting more prominence now is because they're English. You know, yes. that, that, that that's why the interest is that, that little bit greater, and that means bunts. Yeah, that exactly. means sell on bunts. Yeah, but the um, I, I think it's you, also you're just you're just really close to going. Uh, <laughs> you know, James Hudson Adoy hoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Kakuta. Um, but the uh, but I think obviously it's, it's a byproduct from stockpiling players because when you stockpile players and you basically bolster your age group setups, you're mm. going to be in a position where the standard is raised, if not with the first team, then certainly the standards expected in the academy. So, so they're learning it's... from all those potential loanees that are still kicking around. Well, yeah, to a point, yeah. Because mm. I imagine, you know, someone when Declan Rice, for example, left Chelsea, he did so because they were so good that he had to be of a certain standard, right? And so from, from Mason Mount to have thrived in that setup, for Hudson Odoi to have thrived in the way that he thrived, they would have had to up their levels, you know, to to levels that perhaps they wouldn't have had to ten years before them. So I, I suppose this is you know, in a way, it's it's something to. I mean, it's a huge thing to bemoan, bemoan stockpiling talent, mm. but the by, the positive byproduct is what we're seeing with the Chelsea team now. Yeah, yeah, Andy. Yeah, I think last season you were uh, touting Chelsea for for, for the uh, for the uh, Champions League. Are you going to be doing it again this year? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I, I just think the top four are very difficult to split. Um, I'd maybe take Manchester City out of that because I just don't believe they're going to win it until they actually win it. Right. But, okay. but, but, but Chelsea, Liverpool and Bayern, I think, are very, very hard to to, to back against. Well, Chelsea looked better than they did last year, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. I suppose other teams around them have improved, but yeah, I, I can't... I'd absolutely have them as one of the favourites. But Robert Lewandowski did score an overhead kick in the snow with an orange ball and therefore has completed the Champions League group stage, right? Yeah, it was a proper throwback, wasn't it? It was like a you know one of those FIFA classic cards. Mm. I, I did see something from... But your, um, ch- your kid plays 100 grand football. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did see a picture of a, a still of Lewandowski scoring um, that overhead kick in one of the one of the dailies. I'm not sure which one it was. Um but it doesn't matter because I'm not going to say anything particularly nice about the presentation. Of Here we it. go. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, Robert Lewandowski scores overhead kick with laces undone. Oh. oh. And you're like... You can get booked for that in Sunday League. Sorry, can you? Yeah, because you can... Uh, if you like went Health up and to, safety. Well, because you could whip someone in the eye, wouldn't you? If you um, oh, yeah. get a high foot. I mean, if you got I've your been feet booked. up the high, you could. Pro- You've been booked for, I've been for booked loose for, laces. Uh, for loose laces in South Africa, yeah. On a I, I was tour. I was refused entry to a bus this morning because I had a cup of tea. I had to, I had to leave the cup of tea. Wow! Behind. Wow! You you made it sound like there was you know like when um, assistant referees check the studs of a sub about to come on. Yes. You made it sound like someone was there checking your sub. Sorry, but you can't come on. With coffee. <laughs> checking if your earring was taped up. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, and your reward is you're in Luton Airport. Goodness. Yeah. Uh, right, we'll be back with more football action, pep talks, and chaos in France. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. Glad he's not defending a corner kick. You can hardly hear yourself. I'm sorry. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a sweet laugh at the end. It's very adorable. Very polite as well. Uh, yes, welcome back to the Football Ramble. It is Wednesday, so of course it's time for a bit of pep talk. We are so, so happy. We're so happy. We are so happy. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for that. We are so happy. I'm so happy. Believe me. I'm so happy. Sit down. Nobody talk. Sit down. If you've got a problem that you need answering, get your emails in to shortfootballramble.com or tweet at footballramble. Uh, who's got the first one? Um, I've got one from Steve. It says, Dear Peppel, <laughs> oh, since discovering your show, I've loved it. I actually discovered you guys through Pete's excellent contributions in Abroad in Japan. Yes, Thank you all. bringing people in. There you go. My dilemma is when doing my cleaning chores around the house, I would always polish the furniture and then vacuum slash clean the floor after. The logic being any dust would fall onto the floor to be cleaned later on. Yeah, I get that. Mm. Uh, to my shock, my Spanish girlfriend says I'm doing it all wrong and should be doing the floor first and then the furniture. This has caused several heated discussions. What is the correct order to do this? I, I want to know the working out here, to be honest. Uh, what, what's the logic? She, she, need, she needs to back up her opinions with logic and facts, I think. Yeah. Also, I, think, I think first things first, the most important thing is so you don't get any fluff from outside or get your socks wet. It's very important to do the cleaning in your underpants. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. What what an image. Yeah. <laughs> what an image, Andy. I, I uh, recently hoovered. Our hoover isn't very good and we've got a lot of dogs, so I spend a lot of time with the uh, the parquet floor and with uh, mopping. I do a lot of mopping, so I do double double cleaning, to be honest, to keep my uh, asthma in check. <laughs> Can I um, convince you to get a Roomba? I've got one. They're brilliant. Are they brilliant though? The, they don't I, hold enough fluff for me. So we've got we're a very high fluff household. Yeah, okay, maybe. Right. Yeah. So what's, for what's my flat, what's a Roomba? So you know it's the little round machine that goes around um Oh ro- robot hoover. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Right. Okay. Or a Roomba, yeah. So a robot hoover. Uh, Roomba. Sounds, like, sounds Roomba. like fish in the pockets of big Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> He's had a few had a few robots for free by the sounds of things. Was his Spanish girlfriend, uh, which is how we all refer to her, <laughs> was she on the couch when she made this point? No, I don't clean this yet. Do the floor first. Oh, watch it. Yeah, so she's just what Because it doesn't make sense to me yeah. beyond that, beyond the inconvenience no. of it. Yeah. Well, I, often, I often have these debates with my partner and it really depends on what I am doing at the moment. I, I find I I'll walk past my partner doing housework or washing up and I'll go, don't do that, I'll do that. I have no intention of doing it right now, but I'll do it later. I just don't want her doing it. Yeah. I want to do it, but I just don't want to do it now. So her yes. deciding to do it forces me into doing it. And it's just a, just a, just a 
a concatenation of tasks I have to do throughout the day. And suddenly we're the bad people. It's yeah. It's unbelievable. Suddenly, yeah. I, I When's think, International I think Men's the answer, Day? Steve, is. <laughs> it was yesterday, wasn't it? I think it, it was, was a couple of days ago, yeah. ago, yeah. I think the answer, Steve, is uh, continue with those heated discussions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, it's winter. We need the heat. Uh, so we've got a message from Billy. Who's got this one? That is me, okay. yeah. I mean, I'm not Billy. I've got the message. Uh, this isn't a personal problem, but on behalf of my club, Norwich, Ooh. last night we unveiled our newly designed crest which basically seems to be our old crest with the stroke removed around the edges mm. i noticed pete's attempts on twitter so ramblers can you help me redesign the norwich crest what would you do well we, i was talking about this last night on the on the what on the whatsapp but um i just very much enjoyed i mean they've just they've redesigned it but they're not really redesigned it they've just made it the original one the exact same i don't think it counts as a redesign because they've just tidied up the original one it's it, there's not massive it's not they've a not redesign. thrown no. they've not no. the thrown out the baby with the bathwater and i quite like their new fresh look at the at the badge but um the way that they sort of talked about it before they released it was just really amusing because they were like our current illustration does not adequately resemble a lion like <laughs> and it is a crap lion but the new one's a crap lion too they all look like crap lions the lions on badges do look crap they're all stretchy they're like sausage dogs yeah no, can, I, can I be honest and say I never even realised there was a lion on the Norwich badge? <laughs> no. Yeah, nor did I. Yeah. The Newcastle Seahorses look like fucking seahorses. <laughs> they do actually look like, a bit like seahorses. All right, I mean, they do look like seahorses. I mean, I'm pretty they are, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Well, why? The thing about the thing I don't like it is that they're all they're all redesigns now look the same, don't they? Yeah. There's like the crisp lines and the, you know the UV one. That, yeah. that kicked things off, didn't like it? Just, just, just go rogue. Just yeah. like, really try and fuck shit up. Like, but, don't <laughs> stick to fuck shit up. <laughs> well, the, 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 the working group for this redesign, it wasn't, you know, a cabal of of, of, of marketing executives. Uh, apparently, according to their sources yesterday, we brought in club legend Jeremy Goss to sit alongside directors and staff from all areas of Carrow Road and the Lotus Training Centre to discuss every area of the design process. Now, Jeremy Goss, what's he getting paid for that? Because they've done nothing to the badge, really. Also, what's he doing? So he sat there with all these... Imagine if, if you were a person in the creative industry mm. who like, spent your life you know, being an illustrator or, or, or you know, learning about design. And, yeah. and then you've just got this, like, I don't know how old he is, 50-year-old man <laughs> in, you know, in yeah. cords and a rain jacket being like, oh, I wouldn't do that. No, I'm Jeremy like Goss. <laughs> yeah. Norwich legend. If anyone knows about badges, it's me. <laughs> I'm Jeremy Goss. I've got a creative cloud, subs- cloud uh, subscription. Uh, but, I mean, what would you put on that? I mean, we're talking Delia. We're talking uh, what else? What sums up Norwich for you, Andy? Yeah, I, I think... Um, Great w- transport w- links to London. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It would be nice to see a version of the Norwich badge that looks as if, you know... How Delia sees it after two hours in hospitality. Fifteen lions, all of different shapes. And yeah. <laughs> it's a lion. Uh, well, if you've got any questions for us, however bizarre, send them in and we'll get to them every single Wednesday in Pep Talks. We're so happy. We're We're so playing so the happy. gig, the planet again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for that. We're so happy. I'm so happy. This is the point at which he sees the new Norwich badge. <laughs> <laughs> the line exactly the same. relax. <laughs> So, uh, over in France, lads, low-quality scenes, both on VHS and off. Benzema's been uh, found guilty. And in Ligue 1 at the weekend, <laughs> something you're probably going to get to on uh, on the continent, no doubt, uh, Andy. Dimitri Payet has been... Uh, he was hit by a bottle launched by home fans in the Lyon-Marseille game. Uh, the referee stopped the game but only postponed the game two hours later at 10.45. And then Lyon's president, Jean-Michel... Is it Oles? Olo? 
Olas. Olas. He went on Radio Monte Carlo and announced that he was going to sue the presenter of the show for suggesting that it was him who tried to have the match restarted. A fella called uh, Mr. Riolo. Uh, It's got a little bit of BGs on Clive Anderson, didn't it, Andy? (laughs) (laughs) David Blaine with Eamon Holmes on the GMTV sofa. It's it's funny, though. The one from The Ordinary Boys and uh, (gasps) Nevermind the Buzzcocks. Yeah. Yeah. Or him him from... um, Fun of a criminal smashing that uh, cup. <laughs> yeah. Remember, you smashed that cup. Pathetic. <laughs> yeah. that, that was that was quite a rock and roll outburst. That, it certainly it? was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but didn't uh, even try it out a window. <laughs> he didn't know. Uh, but uh, it was not me who decided this, the match should restart. It was the referee. You are a thug, a rascal, Mister Riolo. You called me a liar, and it seems you will not be apologising. You will receive a lawsuit for defamation. The thing is with this is of all the people who threaten to take legal action against other people in football, mm. how many of those threats actually pass into reality? Yeah. It's expensive. I'm not, I'm not thinking it's... solely about Sam Allardyce and the BBC here. No. But, um, but that, that's the one that immediately springs to mind. But yeah, we, we will look at this in OTC um, in the week because ultimately it's awful that Dimitri Payet got hit by this object. Yeah. It's, it's also... Awful, though not as awful, clearly. Um, the the majority of the 55,000 people in there got to see two minutes of football and because of one imbecile had to go home. Mm. The fact that this keeps happening in France is a, is a huge problem and no one wants to take responsibility. I think the discussion between Olas and Riolo is quite a good example of that. It's like, well, it's not me, it's someone else. And that someone yeah, else right. says it's someone else. So the league passed the buck, the government passed the buck, the clubs pass the buck. Mm. It's, it's, it's just appalling, really. And as for Dimitri Payet, I, I mean, I think there are some people who don't really grasp what a, a prickly issue this is in, in France and how out of control it is. So I saw um, a, an examination in a German newspaper of why is it that people keep chucking stuff at Dimitri Payet? I'm thinking, I don't really think that's the issue here. I think because he takes the corners. Yes. Yeah. He's yeah. closest is the, to the crowd. Is, yeah. is the yeah. reason that, that, that he keeps getting hit. But mm. they, they wrote this big detail of why people might find him objectionable, which is as far away from the actual issue as, as, as could be. Yeah. Really. So are we going to have like a, you know, a big, <laughs> a big discussion in football about, you know, how what, hittable what, Dimitri Payet is rather well, than. Well, more broadly, being like, you know, we have to protect set piece takers. Yeah, we, 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 why are they being targeted? We we don't yeah. know why. <laughs> so confusing. Yeah, Lordy. The um the 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 real shame about this, as someone who doesn't watch much league games, when I when I saw this on the schedule, I thought, oh, brilliant! I'm gonna watch this tonight. Yeah, mm. and it happened. You know, when it happened the previous time, uh, was it a PSG game? I think was it PSG Marseille. Marseille PSG. There was yeah Marseille. A lot of people in the week expected them to get Doc Doctor Point. That was suspended after See? there was that there was that <laughs> there was that punch up between Nice fans and Marseille players and staff That's right, yeah. right, okay. earlier in the season, and then during Le Classique between Marseille and PSG, uh, Messi had a phone charger thrown at him, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then someone uh, ran on the pitch and tried to have a go at him. Oh yeah, and they got given a stadium ban rather than um, the suspended point being actually docked from them. So, right. so my point was that I, if it was you know, a dock, it probably would have hurt him more. Yeah, an iPod dock, an iPhone dock. Oh, no. it wouldn't be an iPhone no. charger. They're so hard. They're, they're like gold dust. Aren't oh, they're they? expensive. Can't be, can't they're very expensive. Yeah, they're very expensive. But, uh, but my point was that you know I, 
I saw this on the schedule. I thought, oh, it'd be interesting. And then in the back of my mind, thought, oh, there'll be a stoppage during this game. That'll be a bit annoying. And then by the time I tuned in, it, it, it already all stopped. kind of yeah. kicked off. Yeah. I mean, it is amazing to think that this is the year in which Liga has possibly the greatest player of all time. Yes. Yeah. There, mm. loads of people are watching it internationally. So there are several more countries who can tune into this idiocy yeah. on a, on a, on a weekly basis. So. I mean, the, the reputation, I know the legal are concerned, very concerned about their reputation being trashed, but it's being trashed to a far wider audience than it would have been like this time last year. And, and when they, and when they be... have to do something, it's even worse because they they, they, they're they just unable to talk about it like grown-ups, surely. Mm. Was there an element of um, a bit of financial worry as well? Because obviously, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the TV deal in, you know, in Ligue 1 and French mm. football. Um, obviously, this isn't going to help, is it? Well, totally, because... Though, like Messi, I've I've said it before, is really a godsend to French football after what's happened. Mm. You know, it's no exaggeration to say his arrival has probably saved some clubs because right. you know there, there are teams, especially in the in the back half of Ligue 1, who are not in great shape financially and were really worried about the future, and are still probably a bit worried about the future. But the fact that all of a sudden Ligue 1 is, or maybe we should be saying was marketable is, is is something that was a huge relief to them well uh, hooliganism uh, marches on uh, it, it it doesn't seem to be abating at any point uh, soon but uh, l- l- let's finish off the show with a, a, a fun story I think it's fair to say uh, let me take you to Poland guys are you ready to go to Poland uh, I'm, I'm, it's going to take a long run up with this uh, name but Vibrezze uh, Rowalski uh, beat Pomorzen in 53-0 in the Polish sixth tier at the weekend. And now these kind of numbers kind of get thrown around quite a lot. We love these little stories, but I mean, reading the match report, they did point out that 22 goals were scored by a footballer who, and I quote, played in the highest league of Angola. So there we go. That's how he managed to net himself wow. 22 goals by the same footballer. It's incredible, isn't it? So really, the lesson is find a level that you're much better than. I'm not sure how that's possible for me in playing football, but I, I will continue to try Seventh and search it out. division in Poland. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, they Pomeranians? It could have been two. Uh, it could have been. Uh, they could have fielded two little dogs in a trench coat, but they didn't. They uh, because they just kept on. They didn't have enough players to uh, to fulfil the fixtures uh, in previous uh, matches. Uh, they did field three junior players and five random people to avoid a third walkover. But the walkover they that they got even worse than the the normal default three 0 You'd imagine the um. How good would it be to want to be one of the five? And how do they yeah, pick them? Do I know, like a lottery system, just a bloke on the. They could have got lucky, like that uh, TV presenter who was in the street asking about the um, the Liverpool final, and they found the goalkeeper. Do you remember? Yes, in the street. I, I, that's I, right. That's I, right. I'm, yeah, I'll go in goal. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be like a, you know sometimes when you walk past. Um, a, a television studio, and mm. they need more people to fill a studio, and they'll come outside and be like, oh, "Would anyone want to watch like Michael McIntyre women, live yeah, yeah, or yeah. Loose Women?" The, yeah. the, the, the ultimate one of those in football terms is Roy Essendon, isn't it? Um, who scored the winner for Wickham in that um, cut match at Leicester? Was having, that Teletext? Having been recruited by a Teletext. Nice. Wow, really? Three or two, baby. That was football. I seem to recall. Yeah. Was that not... Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. And then mm. three or three was the scores. Right, yeah. 340 cricket. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you, don't, you don't look old enough, mate. Very enjoyable. Uh, well, tonight in the Champions League that we love so much, Man City uh, are out for revenge after their 2-0 defeat in Paris early in the group stages against PSG and Liverpool are playing at Porto. Should be good, lads. Looking forward to these ones. 
Yeah, definitely. If, if, especially for the reasons that Brassel outlined before about how important it is to finish top. Mm. Um, but the, obviously, this is a group where everyone's thinking, "Shit, we're we're kind of fucked." It doesn't matter if we finish first <laughs> or second in our group. If we're you know either going to be playing Man City or PSG, that, that that is true. But from the Manchester City perspective, I mean, if you're seeing a creaking Sergio Ramos coming over the hill, I mean, you're rubbing your hands yes, a little please. bit. Yes, he's, please. Is he going to? Player, I thought he was just part of the squad. He, he might, he might get a go at some point. I suppose it very much depends on the match situation. Right. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, well, uh, Monsieur Pochettino has been living in a hotel in Paris. That's that's, that's well known. But I'm very much enjoying the quotes uh, that have come out of the past week. Uh, the good thing is that I found very nice people in the hotel. Now we are like a family. It's unbelievable how all the staff treat me. Very Partridge Linton Travel Tavern, isn't it? It's really. Got a Euro star it back and bring his plate <laughs> with him. I think. Ah, <laughs> oh, lovely. Uh, well, that's about it for us. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the Aircast Creator Network. Uh, on tomorrow's show, Marcus. Andy, you're back for a bit of that and on the continent action as well. Uh, and Jim will be joining us once more. Uh, farewell. Say goodbye, um, Mr. <laughs> Andy Brassel. <laughs> Got to Bye. the end. Don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Vish, farewell, my friend. Bye. <laughs> The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.